Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the man who is wearing a matching shirt for the first time in over 30 years, <laughs> Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, how you feeling today? Uh, better. Uh, body aches are gone. Uh, still had the fatigue and the cough has kind of settled in my chest, but better than I have been in 10 days. So uh, I'd, I'd say it's the shirt making you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, turned, I unplugged my, uh, Oh, the light. Yeah. The light. It was like, yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was like, just like uh... taking over my face. So. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was actually kind of cool looking, looking kind of like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, lo and behold, you know, Tuesday, I was going to say Monday when we recorded. No, it was actually Tuesday we recorded. We said we had no idea what we were going to talk about Thursday yet because with COVID happening, we've had to cancel a few shows because me having it and then you having it. And, mm -hmm. you know, so we're like, uh, because it's kind of hard to play. That's why we, we have not had any interviews lined up as well because yeah. we've had to cancel shows. We don't want to cancel on somebody else. Right. And lo and behold, the very next day, it was like pop, 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 all sorts of news stories mm -hmm. happen. And yep. like, you know, two of them fairly you know, were pretty big news stories. Another one that kind of slid under the radar because it, it, it more, is more of a timing issue than anything else. Yeah. But, uh, but the first thing it was when you texted me and you said, Shane McMahon has been released by the WWE. Yep. Yep. And my immediate response was you're joking. Nope. I was watching when I, <laughs> when I texted you, it was yesterday morning and I was, uh, watching, uh, Walt culture wrestling news on YouTube. And, uh, they had, uh, that's the first that I'd heard of the story. And, uh, a lot of it, Shane brought on himself. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know we'll get into it, but some of the, some of the stuff that he booked himself to do in that match things that he wanted to book himself to do in that match is just beyond egotism. Oh, I know. And we didn't realize how bad, I mean, we had a feeling Shane was doing some of the main booking on that because all of a sudden he's in the match for the first time ever. And then he's in the, the, uh, the top three or last three or whatever. You yeah. Want to he call was it. in the, yeah, he was in the final three. And it's like what in the and the rumble itself it it people are calling it like some people call it the worst pay-per-view ever or a premium live event whatever it's the worst one of their shows ever definitely the worst rumble ever not just the two rumble matches but the entire card with yeah. the exception of the first match and um now granted bobby you know throwing some pretty good hits that match was what we expected it to be so it that one wasn't necessarily a disappointment no but uh, but it still wasn't a like a great scientific, you know, uh, five star match. Yeah. But Shane, yeah, he brought it on himself. Yep. Sorry, I lost Waylon. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Uh, he he's just talking in the dark. There he is. <laughs> there. Knocked the camera off, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> he has returned. <laughs> and, he, and we're still matching in our shirts see, see we're twins y'all just don't know it yep <laughs> so oh <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah shane did, we, i have a feeling there was probably more to it you know than i mean granted this is i, I don't want to say this is like just a one-time incident no this is a, a pretty big one-time mm -hmm. incident oh that like i said we'll get into it there's several things that have come out that led to Vince himself make, making the call really? to release Shane. It was Vince who, who made the call. Uh, do we want to discuss it now, or do we want to, as we get into the main? Um, um, I mean, it's up to you. We can. Um, um, well, I mean, well, I'll give our, our, news, our contact information before we okay. give our main story, uh, okay. which, by the way, the main story, if you can't tell by the headline, is going to be why Brock Lesnar being the focal point is bad for business. Mm -hmm. And this is in response to an email we got from somebody who asked us not to use their real name, but we shall refer to him as Meathead because that's what he actually asked that's us what, to refer to him as. Yep, that's what he asked for. 
So, and a meathead is kind of a perfect name because it actually means someone with more muscles than brains. It's, it's a natural, it's a natural term and it's not something I made up. So, but go ahead with all the other information that you've heard. Okay. Um, heard, uh, like I said, saw this on, uh, what culture wrestling news yesterday morning. Um, Shane was just trying to put it with the producers backstage. He was blatantly, basically just blatantly rude and just ignored everything that they, every suggestion they came up with. He just pretty much shot it down because he was, he was the lead writer for the rumble that night. Who hmm. made that? Who made that call? I have no idea. Um, you know, to bring Shane back in and be like, "Oh, well, you can be the lead writer." So Shane took that as I'm going to book the entire Royal Rumble around myself. And uh, there was a rumor. I haven't hit, seen confirmation on this. And there was a rumor that uh, Shane wanted to book himself to win the Rumble. Uh, it was bad enough he booked himself in the Rumble since he had never been in a Rumble before. Uh, he booked himself to outstrike Matt Riddle. Oh. That was his booking idea <laughs> to go strike for strike with Matt Riddle and outstrike Matt Riddle, who, for those who a legitimate know, striker. <laughs> le legitimate MMA striker. Um, booked himself to be in the final three. Uh, just ridiculous stuff there was um past the rumble there was uh there had been talks that shane was uh first it was shane wanted to book himself in a match with austin theory uh for wrestlemania then it changed and uh when they were kicking around the idea of seth rollins winning the universal title then Shane wanted to book himself in a universal title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. <sighs> and oh, it's bad enough that he is still, I guess, holds the title of world's greatest wrestler or whatever yep. that the best it, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That that's already bad enough, but yeah, continue on. <laughs> um, Adam Wilborn on, uh, no, it was um, uh, Billboard. Well, he, of course, he's on there too. Um, but um, they were talking about uh, how Shane has just, you know, he is in his mind, he has built this reputation that he is like the hardest man on earth. Like he's the toughest guy. He's trained with some MMA guys, and it's like Shane's believing his own hype is a lot of the problem hmm. and <laughs> adam wilborn said uh uh he's not even the toughest mcmahon in the world <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's like how do you just come in and book yourself and shane was always one of those people that always got irritated when people call talked about nepotism and it's like what do you think this is what this do you think you just did yeah. yeah. And then, you know, so Vince made Vince was the one who made the call because he Shane got like nuclear heat backstage for before, you know, before the rumble happened, after the rumble, you know, going into Raw the next night. The, you know, and Vince made the call yesterday morning and wished him well in his future endeavors. <laughs> well, when you know when you get future endeavored by your dad. Yeah. You know that that's that's pretty savage right there, actually. Yeah, and now people are like, uh, you know, people are like, well, why is nobody worried about? Uh, I saw this on Twitter, and it was the most ridiculous thing I I think I've seen all week. Uh, people were like, well, why are people making fun of Shane because he got fired? Uh, you weren't making fun of the you know hundred plus people that got fired last year it's because Shane McMahon's worth a hundred million dollars. He'll be mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, he'll be all right. Shane's going to eat. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about Shane McMahon yeah. getting fired. You know, 
but it's the you know it's the other people that get fired in the middle of their contract when they have house payments and mm-hmm. you know children to take care of and you know their own health insurance because they're not the son of a billionaire and things like that so it's like and just, we were not making fun of shane no and nobody I, we were was just, making fun of shane but i just shane brought it on himself he was yeah. being stupid and he got caught right and shane actually did something to get himself fired unlike the people who exactly. were just fired because they had to have the money cleared up to, to pay brock lesnar yeah I'm sorry though, I don't have any sympathy for someone that's worth a hundred million dollars losing losing their job. Of course, this will actually help with their next quarter results. <laughs> you know, yeah. One of their highest paid employees yep. just got future endeavored. Yeah. You know, so that'll free up hey, they're gonna have more good quarterly results. And uh speaking of release wrestlers, yesterday also marked the 90-day mark for quite a, a few of the wrestlers that were released well 90 days ago including keith lee mm-hmm. including ember moon I and mean, yeah. those are the two that uh keith lee signed with somebody uh he, it wasn't game changer it was another i think there's a p somewhere like in one of the initials i can't think of the was it pwg uh no it wasn't purpose and gorilla it was oh. um i remember that one um that's such an interesting name. <laughs> um, I'd have to look and find because I just saw it was like a real quick article. And Ember Moon is she may have signed with GCW. Like I said, don't quote me on that, but um, because I was thinking that'd be kind of cool if she showed up in the NWF, but that's not gonna happen now. <laughs> and I thought about you know, yeah, it was her. I was actually gonna email and see if we can get her on the show, but um, and she may have actually signed with Impact. I'm not sure. It was somebody. It was, it was actually a company I'd heard of. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think, <laughs> you know, a lot of those wrestlers, I mean, they we knew they would find jobs. Oh yeah. And, you know, Keith Lee, especially because how do you go from being noticed at the rumble in 2020, you know, when meathead Brock Lesnar's in the ring going, Oh, we got a big boy. Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, two years later or less than two years later, year and a half later, Austin, he's just dropped. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but another wrestler who just left WWE and then signed with AEW and was going to be in their show last night. And then about two hours before the show started, he was all of a sudden released and he was released like a boss. Because, oh, yeah. Okay. In this day and age, yes, I do realize that sometimes people can change. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that if you go on social media, you better really think hard about what you're saying. You can't come, you, it's going to be really hard for you to come back and say, I don't think like that. Yep. You know, if he, if he would have actually, you know, and of course we're talking about Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. He made some extremely anti Semitic remarks. I'm, I'm assuming on Twitter. And I didn't even catch the year. Uh, Somewhere on Twitter, somewhere in uh, some shoot interviews he had done years ago. Oh, so this wasn't just Twitter then. No, this is this wasn't just Twitter. These were like um, some of the stuff on Twitter is like transcripts from the shoot interviews that he had done. Mm. And see, even that, I mean, that's not a. It would have made it, I guess, maybe as bad if he just said i don't think like that anymore i used to be stupid now i'm not right but he said well and he gave a very generic apology in my opinion he's he was just like you know this is you know i apologize for you know for the things that i said you know this isn't me this was never me and it's like uh this was you at some point this was you at some point in your life it was you because you wouldn't have said it. You nobody says those kind of things if they don't mean them. Right. That is not just something that you say for shock value. The right. things that he said about the Holocaust and the Holocaust victims, especially. It was just, you know, I'm not going to repeat them because they're just disgusting. Mm-hmm. But you don't people don't say things like that unless that's how they truly feel. 
And I feel like that's how he may not feel the same way now, but that's how he felt. And that is not something that people are going to give you a pass on. Yeah, they won't. No. And, 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 they, shouldn't. Also, and they yeah. shouldn't. And like we were discussing before the show, it also probably doesn't help his case that Whoopi Goldberg had also said some remarks about the Holocaust. You know, yeah, and she and, said that, yeah, she said the Holocaust had nothing to do with race. And people are defending what she said. And she's absolutely wrong. It absolutely had everything to do with race. That's like saying that slavery had nothing to do with race. Right. And people, and I'll tell you, you have a right to say whatever you want, but guess what? We have the right to react to it in a negative way to say, dude, that's what you just said was pretty messed up. That is, that is the, I'm trying not to get on a soapbox, but that is one of the major issues, especially in our country, that people think that the freedom of speech is a blanket protection. And it's like, you have the freedom of speech. You could say whatever you want to say, but you do not have freedom to the consequences of what you say. Bam. Exactly. You know, you can't just go, well, no, you can't, no, you can't have a bad written. No, you, cause what you said was bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, so uh, before we start breaking one of our rules about politics. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I was trying not to, I know, not but to go it, that way, but. But I mean, it's a major news story in wrestling. Yeah. And so it's like, we, we try to handle it as well as what we can without yeah. jumping down too many rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe one day we'll start a different podcast where we can't talk about politics. <laughs> uh, but then again, you know, we'd be sitting here for hours and hours and eventually we've got to go to work and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Our wives would not be happy with us. No, they would not. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, I got the cough coming back. Uh, the weather here, like I think you said, the weather there is the same way. We are getting pounded with ice right now. I actually worked from home because uh, my uh, the two vehicles we have in my driveway right now are one of our cars and one we borrowed because my one car is still in the shop. Mm. Um, they are encased in ice right now. I cannot. I can't even get into a vehicle to try to drive it out of the, the driveway. <laughs> you know. So even if I were to get inside, well, the tires are still. In case they will not move yeah and savannah, then, savannah went and checked the mail earlier and couldn't because the mailbox is frozen shut oh our mailbox apparently got knocked off the pole at some point today oh wow yeah and looks like i mean it didn't look like somebody bam i mean it looks like they probably just nicked it because everything's mm -hmm. frozen yep and yeah in fact i'll i'll take a picture of it right now because i i took a picture and i sent it to uh avery because i looked out outside and i was like what in the world is that and I looked and I was like, oh crap, that's my mailbox. Yeah, I just I just texted <laughs> it to you. <laughs> so uh but yeah, so basically, you know, I had a little bit more extra time today to start thinking about uh tonight. Oh wow. Yeah, you, you see, I mean it's off. Yeah, it's I mean, just off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to email that one to myself and I'm going to bring the screenshot up a little bit later on. <laughs> um, but before we get started, you know, on the, it, the actual subject of the episode, the topic tonight, which is Brock Lesnar being bad for business. And yes, I, we, we realize we are going to make some people a little irritated, Yeah, you know, but I mean, it's not our jobs to make you happy. No. You know, we're, we're, given our opinions we're telling our practice but we're actually going to have stuff to back up what we think because that that is one thing about dwelling on myself is we will make sure that we do uh as much research as what we can before we start spouting stuff off right uh and there we go just sent it um and so maybe a little bit later on before we go, yeah, I'll actually show the picture of <laughs> uh, the frozen tundra that is my front yard right now. And it, I mean, I walked outside before uh, I came in the office to start the podcast. Excuse me. Ooh. And because I, I saw something that said it's snowing. And I would have thought like, no, snow doesn't sound crunchy like that when it hits. <laughs> that's, that's ice or freezing rain, uh, possibly yeah. sleet. I think I actually hear now, I think, uh, if the snow hasn't started, it should, it is supposed to start in the next couple of hours. So 
So now that we got this blanket of ice, we get the, we're going to get snow on top of it. Yeah, just absolutely nasty. <laughs> but before we get started, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listing info. If you'd like to email us, which somebody did, and Meathead emailed us, mm-hmm. uh, you can always email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Please do not troll us whenever you even make comments. I, that's something we appreciate. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok, which made another video today. I and, hadn't had the chance to watch that one yet. Uh, it's just an announcement of, of this podcast here. Oh, okay. And and I and actually, I, I have something else to announce about as soon as I get done with this. Um, you can find us on any audio platform that's out there. And if we're not on there, let us know. And yes, iHeartRadio, you'll still suck. <laughs> so actually, you know what? If y'all use iHeartRadio, if you want to use them and listen to us, just don't bother. Go, go to Apple, go to Google Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to Stitcher. Amazon uh, Music. Amazon Music. Yeah, Amazon Music is also a really good one. I like them. Go to one of them. Don't use iHeartRadio. Uh, go to Podbay. That's another one. Hmm. Um, Podbay, and there's another, uh, some of the ones that, that I actually keep track of. Pocket Casts. There's, yeah. That's one. Good Pods is another one. Hmm, okay. You can find us in all those. Good Pods, they actually kind of focus. They try to focus more on indie podcasts, which right now we are considered an indie podcast. Right. Uh, because we don't have a huge listener base yet. Um, but you can always go to them and listen to us and block talk radio is who we pay to host us every month and i personally like their service mm-hmm. and we are also on youtube obviously if you're watching us you already know that yep if you have not watched us on youtube i i usually try to have the links in the description where you can go directly to the video uh <coughs> or you can go directly to the youtube channel where you can actually do a search in i actually have a playlist it's actually called armchair booking podcast so you can actually just go to that and pick and choose which episodes that you want to listen to or in this case watch right you know and i'm just going to warn you right now if you're listening and not watching we're not pretty (laughs) we have not been pretty in a very long time ever (laughs) you know we wear matching shirts i mean come on (laughs) you know but that's what you got to watch this for the matching yep 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 and and if you would like a shirt of your own then what you can do is go to tpublic.com slash user slash armchair booking podcast. And you too can have your very own shirt or mask or wall art or notebooks or mugs. I, I have a mug, I have a mask, and I also have a phone case. And I can tell you the, the phone case and the mug, I mean, they're all actually good quality. Cool. And yeah, so, and I posted a picture of myself today and my son working side by side because they had a remote learning day because of all the ice mm-hmm. and some wife, she actually got a picture of us, but I'm actually holding the mug. I mean, <clears throat> cause I use it every day now for my coffee and it's about a 16 ounce mug in case mm-hmm. you're wondering. Uh, and I know that just because I put in uh, two, eight ounce, um, coffees you know from the keurig and i put it two eight ounces yeah i went all the way to the top so i have to do an eight and a six <laughs> 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 because i mean it's a little you know it starts spilling out and yeah it's not yeah good. but i do believe i have covered everything yeah i believe so and i'm going to give a shout out again to the tnc sports talk slash j and trade podcast because they have been so wonderful when I mentioned us about the TikTok. They said, hey, we want to help you get to a thousand followers. And so they are, uh, Trey himself actually contacted me because they said, hey, we'll let you borrow Trey for for three weeks. And I said, well, that kind of sounds like human trafficking, (laughs) but we'll go with it. And so, uh, but Trey, he's already started trying to help us out because (coughs) he actually got them to a thousand followers within like two weeks. Man. Yeah. You know, so he, he wants to do whatever he can to help us out. I know uh, some other people from other podcasts. Well, one person, he doesn't have a podcast. He has his own TikTok channel with over a million followers. And he's been on our show before. And and he started liking our videos too. So, you know, cool. he, might, awesome. he might be helping us as well. And uh, the guys from the True Crime True Crimecasts and, and also the Bless Their Hearts podcast, they, mm-hmm. they actually do both. 
you know, uh, I've been chatting with them. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I might, at some point I'm supposed to go back on their podcast, uh, but they hit some snags like health wise with them and their families. Right. And so they had a lot of delays and uh, so they're finally getting back into the swing of things. Thankfully, I mean, to, to another, I mean, they're just great guys as well. Uh, and so we've been getting a lot of support from everyone and we are extremely grateful. So thank yes, you. Yes, we are. Thank you. So, yeah. But one person I'm not grateful for being in there is Brock Lesnar. Me either. And like you said earlier, we did receive an email, uh, to the, uh, podcast email address, uh, stating how that we have a, believe how it was worded was an un, unjustified bias against Brock Lesnar. Something like, yeah, unjustified Brock Lesnar bias. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, and we've said this before numerous times whenever we discuss Brock Lesnar, I don't know Brock Lesnar as a person. I'm not attacking Brock Lesnar right. as a person. I'm not attacking Brock Lesnar, the character. My issue is the booking. When mm -hmm. you are consistently sacrificing your entire locker room to push this less than part-timer to the top of your card every time he decides to show back up you are doing damage to your own business that is not a great business model that is not how you build new stars that is not how uh you keep your ratings up because People can believe what they want. Brock, Brock Lesnar is not a needle mover like he used to be. Nope. When he first came back in 2012, yes. Every week the ratings went up because people were, he, he had been gone for eight years. People wanted to see what he was going to do. People wanted to see what he was going to say. You know, people were going to see, they were wanting to get these fresh matchups and stuff, which we didn't end up getting. But, um, <laughs> That's what got the ratings up now, but he's not making a difference in Raw's ratings. Nope. Or SmackDown's ratings, really. I mean, the, their ratings are pretty much the same whether he's on the show or not. So he's not helping with that aspect. He's not on the list of highest merchandise movers. In fact, let me share my screen again. Yeah. Steve sent this to me uh, earlier today. Sure did. Here are your top merchandise money uh, movers right now. This just this was just published. I googled merchandise WWE mm -hmm. like top ones, and this literally just came out like a yeah. few days ago. And if you notice the top the top mover, Stone Cold Steve Austin at, at over three and a half million dollars. Yeah, where it's so a merchant where it's a merchandise for a man who has not wrestled in about 15 years 16 15, 15 16 years now yeah and then cena yeah um alexa bliss who yeah. she's the highest active member uh-huh yep nwo are you kidding me <laughs> i mean yeah roman um, reigns uh the rock who's not active right jimmy and warrior who, who's dead Guerrero, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, dead. Yeah. Um, Mick Foley, not active. Million Dollar Man, not active. This was active. actually a little surprising. Million Dollar Man, I mean. Yeah. Taker. Undertaker, retired. Savage. Randy Savage. Dead. Yeah. Hogan, Hogan racist jerk hole. Yep. Anyway. McIntyre, which I wish McIntyre was how I like McIntyre. Michaels, yeah. not active. Kane, yeah. Mayor. Yeah. Sasha Banks, active. Becky Lynch, active. Mm -hmm. no, uh, Brock, no Brock, no Brock Lesnar on that, on that list, which tells you. He is not moving the needle, especially on merchandise. So I mean, this kind of feels like in like in Shrek too, where he's talking to the uh, like the fairy godmother who's also Prince Charming's mother, you know, or, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Oh, this story here, no ogre. This story here, no ogre." <laughs> I'm not seeing Brock anywhere on here. No. So if he's supposed to be the needle mover, he would be on this list. Yep. And I looked at the WWE shop. Yes, they have a lot of stuff 
for people to buy, including the Suplex City shirts. You can have a custom-made Suplex City shirt with West Paducah put on it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know why you do that. Right. You know, um, ruin the good name of West Paducah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you would think if he's the big needle mover, he would be on here. And mm-hmm. one of the things, and I, I know this goes back two years, when they were, he was the um, the WWE champion, and <clears throat> they said he's going to enter the Rumble number one, and he's going to walk out, you know, as the winner. Well, the first thirteen people, boom, they were out because they had to have him mm-hmm. break that record. Yep. And then Ricochet came in, and followed by McIntyre. Ricochet, of course, gave him the the low blow. Yep. And then McIntyre did the Claymore kick, boom, out. That pop was huge. Yes. They were not booing. Mm-mm. They were cheering because mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar was knocked out. Yep. That's not someone to build your company around. And there are, I mean, yes, Lesnar has his fans. Usually those fans are the the fair weather friends. Fairweather fans, I mean, they like they only show up when like Lesnar's there. They're not the they're not the fans that watch the product every single week or go to the live events and things like that. And you know, and yes, Lesnar does get cheered, but at the end of the day, people know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. They know that they're getting somebody who's only there part-time is he a brilliant businessman absolutely yeah because i'm not not gonna hate him for that yeah i'm not gonna turn i I don't blame him i'm not turning down that kind of money either if it's offered to me but at the same time from wws wwe's business standpoint they look at it like they need brock to make money if you invest if you invest the kind of time and money that you put into Brock Lesnar into your full-time stars, you would be able to build new stars that people would rally behind because there's lots of talent there that fans, you know, fans love anyway. Just put more time into them instead of WWE is just too concerned about a quick fix. They see a problem with ratings or live attendance being down or, you know, whatever. Oh, Brock Lesnar is the Band-Aid. He's not. That's not going to fix your problem. That's just adding to your problem. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as when you bring you brought Ronda Rousey back because you think that that's going to be a shot in the arm for business. Short term, maybe. But business isn't built on short term. Business is built on long term. And mm-hmm. you've got to make good long term decisions. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen other companies in the past make great short-term decisions but didn't plan for the long term going back as far as jim crockett promotions Mm -hmm. had the best at that time they had the best talent roster on the planet you know nobody could touch them as far as as talent goes but their business decisions were all short-term minded so they didn't have they didn't make those business decisions based on the long term and it ended up, you know, it ended up costing them their business. Uh, Lesnar to me is the equivalent of a payday loan. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need you need that money now. Boom, they'll give it to you now. However, when you pay them back, it's going to be you're about twenty five percent interest. Exactly. You're going to pay. You're going to pay for it in the end. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I mean, it's it's a band aid fix. Um, and some of the notes, like I said, I mean. That's all bullet points <laughs> that I have just on this. Uh, we've actually already covered a couple of them, but he's paying, paying way too much for somebody who's just working part-time. Mm-hmm. And why put the company's future on the back of someone who's not even guaranteed to stick around? I mean, how many times has he yeah. left? You know, he, he goes back up to his farm in Canada. Uh, and we just showed, despite rumors to the contrary, he does not move merchandise. No. Uh, the two moves of doom get old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for everybody who you know criticizes Cena's five moves of doom, um, 
Brock only has two moves. He has the German suplex. Well, he has a suplex. He may vary it, uh, but he has the mostly the German and the F5, and yeah. that's it. And by the way, I will defend the the real quick the author of the um, the email. He's actually not a Fairweather wrestling fan, but most of the ones who are all about Brock yeah, he's are. he's yeah, he's an exception to that rule. But a lot of these Brock Lesnar fans, yeah, uh, they're just like they're just for the here and now. But if mm-hmm. when Brock leaves, so are they. So you're not bringing in any permanent new eyes on your product, right? They're going and they leave the arena. They're going back to the fraternity they live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it, a lot of it's a bunch of frat bros. Yeah, and, and the thing is, another thing is, you cannot build your company around someone who is pushing mid forties. He is in, he is in phenomenal shape, but the human body can only hold up to that for so long. Uh, But even Brock is eventually his body is going to give out on him. It happens. It happens to every wrestler at some point in their life, their body's just like, I can't do it anymore. Then what do you do when you put your, when you put, everything into this part-timer and then he can't go anymore and you haven't built anybody else up yep because you're focusing so much mm-hmm. on this person who's only there part-time anyway and you're you've been neglecting and ignoring your other people who you should be building up because when i hear the question well who else is they going to put in there well that's their fault for not building the people exactly and, even and john my- cena has said that 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 is mm-hmm. the biggest mistake that WWE has made. He's like, you know, he said when I was still wrestling full time, he said the biggest mistake that they made is that they did not build any future stars. Right. He said, he said, we've relied so much on part timers for the last 15, for the last 10, 15 years that there are no new star, stars built. Because, yeah. I mean, Becky's not a new star. Sasha, Charlotte, Roman. I mean, Roman's fantastic, don't get me wrong, but you've still got to build to the future, and they're not doing that. And right. you you can't do that when you're feeding your whole roster to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because he will leave eventually. And mm-hmm. by the way, Cena, when he leaves, he goes and makes movies. Yeah. Brock is out there making movies. Yeah. You know, uh, Cena is also doing, I mean, we everybody knows about Cena and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. What's Brock doing? Yeah. Brock goes home and hunts. Yeah. He goes home and hunts. I mean, hey, you know, more, more power to him. I mean, that, you know, that's what he wants to do. You know, hey, you be you. And apparently he was also working at a butcher shop at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of odd, but, uh, but I'm mean, like I said, you know, you be you. But he's not good as a face because you just you can just it just does not feel sincere no he's i mean because nothing about his character screams face it screams bully right i mean he's supposed to be the face and he was bullying paul Heyman. he was trying to bully bobby lashley on raw monday night which now, that, didn't not, work. <laughs> that wasn't working well uh but you know Storyline wise, bullied his way into the elimination chamber match without having to qualify like everybody else did. Um, it's like n- none of that screams babyface to me, and that's always been a WWE problem too. Is that their babyfaces get away with more bad guy tactics than the heels do? Mm-hmm. And but Brock is definitely not. No, he's not a face. Well, and because I believe it was at at the day one premium live event when he came out of the ring and he took the selfie with with the fan and people were like, oh, he must have changed. He did one selfie. Yeah. Once in a row does not impress me. (laughs) You know, and because he's shown in the past and he's actually said in the past, he was on Steve Austin's, um, his Broken Skull podcast. Yeah. And he said, I don't like people. I'm a a hole, and I admit it. Yeah, and that's he something said he else. doesn't like people. He said he he wants to get on his jet and go home to his ranch. Yeah, and 
and he's and he was being very that's one time he was being very sincere mm -hmm. and <clears throat> um he does not know how to control his mouth because uh I, yes i do realize aew you know they drop s-bombs you know left and right mm -hmm. uh and which we they've actually caught criticism for that you know it's like hey okay you're going a little overboard but he was getting the crowd into a chant the other yeah. night you know My, yeah and but the thing is it's like AEW has never marketed themselves as being a PG company. Right. And that's that's where the hypocrisy comes in for WWE because it's like you can't push all these narratives of uh be a star and let, you know we're not going to bully people and even though the company is ran by the biggest bully in the history of pro wrestling Vince McMahon. Oh very arguably yes sir. Um, you can't be like, oh, well, we're going to, oh, you know, everything, you know, we're everything you froze for a second. You said we're going to, uh, and then you froze uh, the, uh, like the P when they're talking about like being PG and they're trying to, oh, we're going to you know, think about the kids in the audience and blah, 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 blah. And then you've got Brock starting a swear chant and it's like. If you want to take your kids to the show knowing that that's going to happen, okay. But don't pretend like, oh, well, this, you know, this character is such a good guy, but then this He's is how he behaves. This is how he behaves. And it's like, it just, uh... oh, <clears throat> and not only that, but his promos, everything. Oh, his promos are great. His promos are average. Yeah. It's you an know, average promo. It's like that's why Heyman was there. Yeah. And he can only be used in short matches because we showed, oh, he was blown up mm -hmm. against Lashley. And Lashley was not blown up. No. You know, I mean, he may be, if he was, he didn't show it. Mm -mm. Um, but Brock's matches are generally mediocre. They're not good matches. Well, that's you know? the thing. That's another thing with, you know, with Brock versus Bobby. Bobby's there every week. Yeah wrestling he's doing the house show loops and you know he's he's going to different towns and things brock's just doing like i don't think brock is doing any house show loops so he's just doing tv and pay-per-view and, and brock, he's not even really wrestling on tv no he's he's basically just beating up whoever they throw in the ring against him you know like poor Sami Zayn, they fed Sami Zayn to him, they fed the Usos to him, stuff like that. But yeah, he's not really wrestling unless it's on pay per view. So right. it's like you can't you can't have good cardio when you're not putting in enough work. Right. And <clears throat> and by the way, here's one thing I will say about Triple H. I go, I'll give him props. Yes, it was annoying that Triple H had the longest match of ever WrestleMania for like ten years in a row. Mm -hmm. his matches were all 30 minutes at least mm -hmm. but what does that say the man can go 30 minutes like yeah. it was nothing yeah he had the cardio to pull it off uh like you said it it just it got annoying yeah because it, especially later years the match quality just wasn't very good but he could still i mean he still had the cardio to go but right and brock does not i mean it's become very obvious because i was even thinking about okay what's the longest match i've really seen him in and I got to thinking about the um, the WrestleMania in Dallas. Was it 32? Mm -hmm. And it was him in that street fight against Dean Ambrose. And Oh, yeah, the one-sided <laughs> street fight because Brock didn't want to yeah. do anything. Yeah. yeah. And that's something else. I mean, you're if all his matches are squash matches, you're not going to want to watch it. Hogan, for all his faults, you know, and his matches were formulaic, but you you would actually – you could believe – he was going to get beat because he would have, you know, somebody like one man gang or somebody like Bundy, mm -hmm. yep. uh, not Rick Rude because Rick Rude was actually going to beat him for real. Yeah. Um, but against that, but he would always a savage or not savage Hogan always had to make that comeback. Yeah. Because I mean, you were thinking, Oh no, Hogan's going to get beat. And all of a sudden he, boom, he'd, he'd Hulk up and there you go. Yes. It was formulaic. Yes. It was predictable, but. See, my when my brother and I were kids, he was a huge Hogan fan. So he was always like, you know, oh no, Hogan's going to get beat. And I'm like, 
please let Hogan get beat. And then he'd make the <laughs> comeback, and I'm like, he'd hulk up, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> well, Terrence being a huge Hogan fan, to be honest with you, Terrence is like a huge everything, though. So <laughs> Terrence is just huge. Uh, we need to get Terrence on the show sometime. Yeah. Uh, we really do. But because yeah, I think that'd be an absolute uh, great show. Yeah. And I know Terrence, his wrestling mind is also uh, mm-hmm. pretty expansive. Um, but <clears throat> said, if he's the biggest star right now, the company's in trouble. And part of the, a wrestling organization cannot be built around an attraction. Exactly. It, no, no company was ever centered around Andre for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, having the short-term fixes, having your payday loans, your 25% interest, having your band-aids, you know, eventually you're going to have to fix whatever's underneath that band-aid. I mean, they never built the they never built the company around the Undertaker. The Undertaker was an attraction, even right. when it got to where the Undertaker was putting on four and five star matches on a regular basis. He was still a special attraction. Yeah, and <clears throat> I even said not fan friendly. Um, and it's not a matter of who they created; it's who they push. Oh, and him not being fan friendly, even though he, they're trying to push him as a face. Mm-hmm. do you remember what happened with lex luger when all of mm-hmm. a sudden he went from being a narcissist to what was he the all-american lex luger which made zero sense whatsoever there, yeah because there was no build for that it's just that saw a muscular blonde-headed guy and it's like oh well i can turn him into the next hogan since hogan's gone and nobody was buying it yeah and luger at the time was not a friendly person no and he'll even tell you that at the, that time, mm-hmm. at that time, he was not, <laughs> he was not, he has actually turned his life around quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said he, you know, the people, um, like a lot of wrestlers, you know, who, you know, they stay in contact with him. They say he is complete 180 from the way he was before. You know, yeah. I've them, seen some interviews like in the last few years with him. And uh, it seems like he really has. It's just sad that his life had to take the turn that it did right. in order for him to make that change. Uh, and, and he made some, he made some poor decisions, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we'll just leave kind of, I don't want to get too much into the weeds on that because we could spend an entire episode about Lex yeah. Luger and the turnaround. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I actually would not mind meeting Lex Luger just, you know, cause I believe he's also in a wheelchair now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if that says anything about, you know, some bad things that happened, you know, to him causes some decision, but he'll even tell you, he's now a. I believe he is a, he's a born again Christian and I believe he is a motivational speaker. Yeah, that Um, sounds right. Yeah. And, and he believes what he's saying. And so that's why, in other words, why people, they genuinely like him now because Mm -hmm. he's not just up to throwing lines. He actually believes what he's saying. Right. Uh, Like I said, we speak this, it's not a matter who they created. It's who they push. And because they're just pushing Lesnar, Mm -hmm. even though they have other people, who are waiting and they've been waiting too long for their turn. And then they're saying, release me. I'm out. Yeah. But look at, I mean, okay. We've discussed the attitude error. A lot of that. I've been, I've been going back watching some of that the last couple of weeks to see what I can pick out that still holds up other than pretty much, you know, rock and Austin. There's a few other things. I don't know why everybody is so adamant about the attitude error coming back because a lot of that does not hold up well today. Mm-mm. But you look at the stars that were made during look because then WWE was in a position to where they had to make new stars because w, WCW was going to put them out of business if they didn't do something. Look right. at the stars that ended up being created: Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, Kane, Mick Foley. Look, I mean, just look at the main event scene alone compared to now. And it's like, you, their problem is ever since they bought WCW, it's like, oh, well, we don't have to do any of the things that made us the top company in the world because we have no competition. So even now, AEW, yes, they are knocking on the door but it's still going to be several years before they are legitimate competition for WWE. But 
WWE is still looking at it like this is 2001 and I bought WCW and I bought ECW and I can do whatever I want because it doesn't matter is how I think right. they look at it. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to push Brock and I'm going to push Ronda and I'm going to push Goldberg ahead of an entire roster of people while on the same, you know, at the same time, we're going to record a record billion dollars in revenue by releasing over a hundred people in a year. And yeah, we asked, we also talked about that. And I meant to make a screenshot of that to show it. The, you sent me the article about, uh, they just said their quarterly earnings. Mm-hmm. And of course my response to them, um, about their quarter, they, they keep making record quarterly earnings every time. Mm-hmm. Well, when you, are constantly releasing people off your roster and that's how you're meeting your quarterly earnings. Mm-hmm. That's not a good business model because eventually nope. you're going to run out of people. Yeah. You know, now great releasing Shane. Now he, I'm pretty sure his paycheck was, was pretty big. Yeah. I'm sure it was pretty big, but I mean, Shane on his own is a multimillionaire from, you know, from the, uh, the TV stuff he was doing in China. Right. So even with Shane gone, it's like, you can't get, I don't understand getting on conference calls and bragging about year-end revenue. And like, like I said, the year-end revenue was over a billion dollars. And I don't understand even, I would not have the gall to even release that to the public knowing I've just fired over a hundred people to pad, you know, to pad my books. And, you know, it wasn't just wrestlers either. No, you know, it was backstage people, you know, it was backstage um, people. It was, it was executives, mm -hmm. you know, it was, you know, referees, um, producers, executive, you know, office executives, things like that. It's like they release everybody that Nick Khan saw on a spreadsheet that was like, Oh, well, there's some money we can free up. Gone. Yeah. And I don't know if the executives and the admins and you know, like the agents, uh, like um, William Regal, mm -hmm. does he have a 90-day no-compete? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because he, he wasn't a wrestler. Right. And he was also working with NXT anyway, so maybe mm -hmm. it's a 30-day not-compete, but does he even have that? Yeah. And... You know, so they're just taking these people out and they're making this money. And part of that, <coughs> I'm going to have to look and find how much Brock Lesnar is making every year. I mean, it's around $10 million last I saw. Let me um, see if I could. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Google and see if you can find it. Uh, and actually, while you're doing that, I'm going to share my screen one more time. I'm getting pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is my mailbox. <laughs> Because I looked down, I'm like, huh. So I'm thinking that somebody tapped it and it just, because when I put it back on and I was trying to slide it back on, part of that's broken off. So uh, it's right now, it's kind of there. You know, I kind of put it on there and it'll probably be falling off on the ground again tomorrow. But as you can see, my driveway is ice. The road is ice. Mm -hmm. the, the field across the street is, I, everything is encased in ice. So... Uh, Brock Lesnar's yeah. salary is uh, $12 million. $12 million. Oh, so he makes a million dollars a month. Yep. And he wrestles once a month, if that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure their they're payday, and that's their base, that's his base salary. I'm pretty sure their payday in Saudi is going to be even more. Because oh, they, I'm sure. Yeah. Because they do make bonuses, those <coughs> are things, but. Yeah, here's a, uh, here's a breakdown. Uh, Brock Lesnar is 45 years old, by the way. Hmm. Um, he makes 12 million a year, which breaks down to one million dollars a month, 230,769 dollars and 23 cents a week, dollars and 85 cents a day. Um, in other words, in the time it took us to record this podcast, he's made enough to buy a nice used car. Yes. Yes. So, I yeah, mean, he, in a in a day, he is making more money than a lot of people make in a year. 
he is making about $1,800 an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's based on 24 hour day, but still, yeah. if you break into an, you break into an eight hour day, he's mm-hmm. making about $6,000 an hour, mm-hmm. at least or somewhere between five, 6,000 an hour. That's ridiculous for somebody who does not wrestle that much. Yeah. Yep. And he negotiated it. And like I said, we, we do not have a bias against Brock Lesnar, the person. We do not like how he's being booked over everyone else who deserves it. And yes, the people do deserve it. They're not being spotlighted because the people who are responsible for training them have not been actually training them and setting them up for, for success. All they're focused on is their favorite teacher's pet. Well, their favorite teacher's pet. And then you look at NXT and they are trying to go back to the land of the giants and that era of wrestling has gone i mean you look at the you look at the big men in wrestling now you look at lance archer in uh aw guys that size you know are moving like cruiserweights mm-hmm. while vince is trying to go back to the old model of the seven footer that doesn't leave his feet. And it's like that. It's like, what wrestling are you watching? It's like, are you watching old wrestling tapes thinking that's still going to work? Because apparently you're not watching, you know, current professional wrestling around the world. And that's the difference between like, I feel that with Vince McMahon's influence and Triple H's influence, because Triple H watched wrestling from everywhere Mm -hmm. and you could tell that by the people that he signed to nxt he watched wrestling from all different you know you know different countries different types everything and vince is just like oh well we're just gonna oh that guy's seven feet tall and built like a tree so (laughs) there's my next main event guy and right now he's not even doing that right no. He has three legitimate seven footers mm-hmm. and two of them are from the same country. Mm-hmm. It would, to me, it would be put them as a team unless they think they don't have chemistry together. I mean, that's not some, that's something that, yeah, you know, you just don't know until you get them in the ring, but he has almost from Nigeria. He has Aziz from Nigeria slash Poland which I still think is like one of the weirdest combinations ever. Mm-hmm. Those two countries are nowhere, nowhere near each other. <laughs> and then you have Shanky from India. And along with Shanky, Jinder Mahal is not seven foot tall, but Jinder Mahal has a great look. Mm-hmm. And he has a, a pretty decent skill set. And yeah. like I said, I just wish he would stay with the Cobra Clutch and not take him and, and, and do whatever. I was like, Cobra Clutch is good enough, dude. Just, just leave now. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're strong enough. I mean, yeah. And, but gender was not in the Rumble. Aziz, yep. not in the Rumble. Shanky, not in the Rumble. Cesaro, who, not in the Rumble. He, Cesaro is a crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to a SmackDown taping, and this shows how long ago this was now, they, it was on a Tuesday in Cincinnati. And I'd have to try to find the actual dates for it, but, um, there was some guys behind me and it's kind of funny. I say frat boys, they were all from uh, is either Cincinnati or, or Xavier, you mm-hmm. know, the two universities. Um, but they were like huge Cesaro people, you know, cause and when Cesaro was involved in a, I think it was a six man match. And well, the corner that they were positioned at was happened to be like right where we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept cheering. So finally he turned around and kind of looked at him, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of gave him a smile. Like, yeah, there we go. But Cesaro has been a crowd favorite for, uh, for a while now, ever since yeah. the, you mm-hmm. know, when he'd won the Andre, the giant, no more, but that's mm-hmm. when I first noticed him. Yeah. And Vince, well, I don't see anything in him. Everybody else does. And that, that is the problem. And that is the, that is where nothing is going to change in that company as long as Vince McMahon is running the show because everybody's at the hostage of a madman mm-hmm. because he, that's it's, it's his way or no way. And he doesn't, like he said, he doesn't see anything in Cesaro. He doesn't see anything in Shayna Baszler. 
And it's like, I don't understand how you can look at a lot of these athletes and say that you don't see anything in them when your fan base is telling you what they like. And for someone who says that they want to, they always listen to what the fans want and give the fans what they want. No, he does not. They absolutely do not. Vince does whatever he wants because he's always thought that he knows what we want better than we do. And like I said, Brock got eliminated on the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble in 2020. The arguably the loudest pop of the night, the only one that came came close, may have beaten it, was when Edge returned mm-hmm. because that was extremely unexpected. Yeah. So, but those were the two biggest pops of the night. Mm-hmm. And so people they were not booing when he got eliminated; they were cheering hard. Yeah. Just like if you notice when Lashley beat him for the title, Boom. people were cheering. Listen Bobby, to him. People, people were cheering Bobby Lashley. For beating Brock for the title. Yep. And Bobby, they were trying to position him as a heel. Mm-hmm. No, they cheered when he won. And then when he came out Monday night, he was high-fiving fans. Bobby mm-hmm. was. Yep. Well, and, he was high-fiving fans when when he was, when he had the, you know, when he got the title. Yeah. And was going down the ramp. He was high-fiving fans and fans were cheering him on. And it's like, the fans will tell you. They always have. Mm-hmm will tell you who they like and who they don't. And the fans will tell you when you're making a bad decision. And I know there's a section of fans out there that are just trying to get themselves over, but they don't speak for all of us who have been fans of this sport since we were small children. Mm -hmm. And yeah, end of the day, mortal story. I will argue this till the cows come home. Don't troll me about it though, because after a while that will also start to irritate me and I'll start mm-hmm. deleting comments and yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar at the, being the focal point is bad for business. Mm-hmm. It is bad for long-term business. He is the short-term payday loan. Ronda Rousey, same thing. She is a short-term payday loan that you're going to have to pay back quickly and you'll be paying back with a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're going to be back in the same boat you were before. You're not going to have the money. And next thing you know, you're getting another loan. Next thing yeah. you know, you're getting another one. Mm-hmm. Those things happen. That's what Brock and Rhonda are. Mm-hmm. And we could have yeah. another episode on Rhonda Rousey at a future date. Yeah. Once, you know, once they figure out what they're going to do with Russell, once WrestleMania happens, then we can, yeah. you know, they made a good decision or they didn't make a good decision in our opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, but, uh, and I think that's about all we can say about that because then we're going to start. Getting ourselves worked up in a frenzy. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to have a riot in our own house again, like we did uh, the other day. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, this weekend, there is a NWS show scheduled in Ludlow. I am planning on going to it. I'm planning on taking my son. If the weather is as bad then as what it is right now, I will not go to it because Mm. it's 45 minutes away and I'm not going to. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't risk it. I don't blame you. I wouldn't risk it either. Yep, especially when part of the drive means I'm driving across a bridge across the Ohio River. Ah, uh, yeah. And there's you know, a bridge. There's a bridge near us. It's uh, called the Brookport Bridge. It goes into uh, Illinois, and they've shut it down until further notice because of all the ice. Oh, that one also goes across the Ohio River. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And um, and and actually, to be honest with you, in Cincinnati, there are a lot of bridges that go across. Wow. Wow. Hold on. It's like I'm back on an Air Force base, you know, waiting for the planes to fly overhead. Uh, when the Jets I mean, are I, 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 I expected that to be me because I live next to the, uh, <laughs> pretty much next to the airport. But. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but man, you need to go um, check your muffler or something. <laughs> Good Lord. <coughs> uh, but anyway. Um, but yeah, there's actually quite a few bridges that go cross over from Cincinnati or the Cincinnati area over to mm-hmm. Kentucky, like into Newport, like into um, we're close to Ludlow, uh, Florence, and places like that. So uh, it, it, there's more than one bridge. However, I'm pretty sure they're all going to be kind of treacherous. Oh yeah, and and actually yeah, doing sure. it, you know, coming at least coming back would be at night. Oh um, uh, yeah, and now Ludlow, I mean, is a very interesting venue you know i've sent you pictures mm-hmm. um and it it has like a fight club feel to it oh really yeah 
are they coming back? Serious? Okay, I thought. thought <laughs> Sound like a motorcycle, actually. Like, yeah. Who's who's going to be dumb enough to ride a motorcycle out here? Because you saw what the road looked like. Mm-hmm. That was bad. But <laughs> anyway, um, but with Ludlow, you know the theater that's there uh, that they that they have their matches in. There is no bad seat. It's another one of those kind of cases. I mean, oh, even like okay. yeah, even like the back row, you're mm-hmm. still like 20 feet away from the rink. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's a pretty intimate setting, and uh, you know, I'd like they're going to have some good matches. The fact they just signed King Titan against Pompano Joe. Uh, Pompano Joe, he's an older veteran. Um, mm-hmm. he, he always has good matches. Um, and King Titan, I mean, you've you've mm-hmm. seen some of the footage of him. He's actually pretty yeah. good. He, like Drew said, he's a bully. Mm-hmm. Um, but I expect Mr. J to probably get involved in some of that. And me, in my educated opinion, I have been around the world and I have seen deceptions. You know, I used to work in military intelligence. And so I learned how to research things. My educated world traveled opinion, Mr. J, uh, totally not juice. No, no, not, not at all. all. Not, not at all. all. I mean, there's a picture of them together. Yeah, I've seen you know, it. So, I mean, yeah. You know, so just let you know, Mr. J, not juice. Mm-mm. So, uh, but anyway, besides that, I have no idea what we have on foot for Monday because, like I said, you know, right now with, but <laughs> we're trying to talk. <laughs> you mind? I wonder if somebody's trying to run a snowblower or something. Uh, well, it's it's all ice. So. It's all ice, so yeah, yeah, that ain't gonna work. Uh, okay, are y'all y'all done now? So I can continue with my podcast. <laughs> I need to put like a red light outside recording, you know. But then some, but then somebody would would be oh, yeah. loud just to just because. Yep. <laughs> um, but with COVID being very unpredictable, and we've had to cancel some shows last moment, that's why we're, we haven't really we're not going to make like any announcements as far as what we're going to record. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, it it happens. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I think I think we've kind of made our our piece we've kind of given our two cents about the whole brock lesnar thing and why mm-hmm. it's not just that we just don't we know it only it has nothing to do with personal feelings about him i don't know him right a person you know we just know what he's being portrayed as when the character's being portrayed as we just don't think it's a positive move and there's a lot of reasons why we don't think it's a positive move right and, and the fans don't think it's a positive move. most of the fans cheer when he gets beat that's not mm-hmm. a face mm-hmm. nope so but anyway uh, my friend, do you have anything else? No, I think we've covered everything. Yep, everything we covered tonight. <coughs> well, our voices are still holding out. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so before, uh, you know, whoever it is that keeps driving by here, um, I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> and end it before they ruin another recording. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'm going to find you are. But all right, dude. I'll be all talking right, man. You. All right, all God right. bless. God bless.